three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight we have Nico Blitz in the building. Yes, sir. What's poppin', 34? Nice to nice to see you over Zoom, over FaceTime, Google Meet, whatever you want to call this. So yeah. we here, man. We here. For sure, man. Uh, I want to appreciate you for making the time for this interview um, and just being open to talk to a stranger about life and, you know, what makes you tick and everything, man. Not everyone's open to that. So, you know, I think well, it... <laughs> go for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've talked to strangers my whole life, you know, <laughs> and especially over the past couple of years, just doing the same thing you're doing, bro. I'm so used to talking to strangers. Like, I feel like if I don't meet somebody new and I don't get to just learn about somebody who I'm just unfamiliar with, I haven't done like a good job during my day. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah no, I, I hear you. Uh, I, I hope to fill my life in a similar way. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we typically start off with some warm-up questions. Um, after that, we'll jump into an icebreaker. Um, after the icebreaker, we'll turn to the Wheel of Fate, where we'll spin the wheel. There's 34 questions on the wheel. And whichever number it lands on, that's how the conversation will flow. And then we'll finish out with some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Nico? Okay. That sounds good with me, bro. I All love right. it. For sure, man. Well, before we jump into it, I just want to ask you, how have you been? You've been doing great. You've been doing good. How you been lately, man? I've been good, man. I mean, um, you know, so I want to first apologize because I was just slightly late for this interview. Um, reason why I was late is because I, I just had a super busy day. I was um, shooting content for a song that I'm releasing in about a month. I got you. Um, yeah, I'm not rapping. I'm not singing. I'm not doing any of that. I'm strictly producing. I'm executive producing. Um, for people who don't know the difference, executive producing, think of it as DJ Khaled, right? So mm. you are able to get artist A and producer B, put them in a room and boom, you make some magic happen. Um, as like a strict producer, a producer is someone who like physically makes the music. So I've just been a, been doing a hybrid of that for the past couple of months. Something that I've been keeping tucked, but you know, now I'm willing to like go forth and start to like let everybody know like this is the wave we're on right now. That's what's up, man. I'm, I'm excited. I, I definitely um, I know that feeling, right? Like you hear artists that you like, you hear a producer that you like, you're like yo, these two need to connect. These two need to make something um, for the masses. So that's cool, man. I, I'm interested. I, I almost want to ask you what genre it's going to be, but you don't have to yeah. tell me if you don't need to. <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, man. Like I've um, so I've always had this genre in mind subconsciously, right? So. If I were to relate my song, it's called Come Through featuring Catch 24 and Johnny Maxwell, which is dropping mid-September. But if I were to give you an idea of what it sounds like, think of um, Ghost Town DJs, my boo. So Interesting. It is, Sorry, think of it as like, no, no, it's good. So think of it as like up-tempo R&B. Okay. okay. Up-tempo R&B, yeah. And then the drums that I have is actually a genre called UK Garage. So for people who don't know what UK Garage is, it's actually a genre that started based in the United Kingdom, the UK. And um, think of like hip hop breakbeats, you know, just simple like kits, kits. Yeah, yeah. But since it's at like a faster tempo, it's more like like okay. that okay so yeah. that's like that's a bro imagine those drums on like an r&b type uh you know vibe that's exactly where i'm at and you know it, it was funny like crafting this sound because i always thought about what type of music i wanted to create and immediately one of my favorite songs ever is actually um love you down by um i and oj mm. And so I was like, you know what? If there's any sound that I want to create that's like the Nico Blitz sound, this is where I want to go. And this is what I'm going to start off with. And, you know, we're just going to see where it goes from there. I got you. Is this uh, this project like just just something you're doing on the side or this is something that you're like trying to formulate to find a path to push forward and make you know, a bunch of compilations? And yeah, yeah. So um, it's just going to be a single. Okay. Um, I think um, for the first go around with my producer, homie Johnny Maxwell, who's also an amazing artist, um, you know, he is also finding his way through the music industry. Um, and, but he's super talented. And uh, me and him have known each other for years. But it finally took now to realize, like, hey, I think we should just join forces and see what we can create. And honestly, like, 
I've I've worked with a lot of people in my life, but especially on a music tip, working with someone and it just feels so seamless and so easy and just here's here's some of my ideas. Let's see if we can implement it. Okay, that didn't work. Cool. Johnny comes in like, oh, here's some of my ideas with this. Okay, cool. We could do this. And like it's it's gotten to the point where it's just so easy for us to create. And if there's anything that I've learned over the past couple of years and me being in LA is that if it's not as seamless and it's not as easy to work with someone, it's probably not for you. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And I've, I've just met so many people in LA. I've been in LA for about nine years now mm-hmm. and you know, I've worked with people who I've wanted to work with, but maybe it didn't seem like the perfect fit for them. I've worked with people who, like, on the opposite end, they felt like they really wanted to work with me and maybe didn't mesh well with me. Mm-hmm. And then there's only been, a like, a handful of people who I'm just like, this works, mm-hmm. like, perfectly. So let's just continue to do this. And, um, you know, between, like, Johnny Maxwell, my producer and artist homie, and Catch24, who's one of my good DJ homies who's also a singer, it just made sense. And when we made the record, it was like, this is perfect. Um Unfortunately, I can't show anybody the record right now. But, no worries. You know, no worries. Mid mid September, it's out, y'all. Come through. It'll be worth Come the wait, through. I'm sure. It will be, bro. It will be. You <laughs> uh, know, uh, team chemistry is is super crucial to any project, especially you bring people on. I think that's something I have a hard time with, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have a lot of homies. We always talk about ideas. We talk about things to kind of like, oh, that'd be great, but. I think we all have that hesitation. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to work well with my homie, you know, like, because we always just kick it and have fun. Um, it's different when you have to shift that gear and be like, no, nah, let's get something done um, and like something important to, to everyone. So, yeah, like maybe I'll ask you later on a little bit more on your tips on, you know, how do you find that chemistry or how do you know when it's right? Um, For sure. But anyways, after uh, that was the... Ha- like introductory question but yeah. we're gonna jump into the, the warm-up so oh, yeah. my first question for you in the warm-up is what would you like the audience to know about you you know um Ooh. you know we just met right now but for, for yeah. the folks out there who may not know who nico blitz is what would you like them to know um wow i mean that that that's a very broad question in the sense of like there's so many things i feel like nobody really knows about me so i'm trying to pinpoint to the right one that i really want people to know about whatever feels Um, right for you man like whatever yeah (laughs) yeah so um well let me ask you first 34 are you like what's your ethnicity are you filipino are you i am filipino man 100 percent. (laughs) perfect bro so you know for me i'm i'm 100 percent filipino and um, if there's something that I would like the audience to know about me is that 10 years ago, I wasn't really proud to be like, I'm Filipino. Word. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the reason being is because, you know, um, growing up in San Francisco, Daly City area, there was just so many Filipinos around me. So I kind of felt like it wasn't really cool to be Filipino or I felt like if someone was talking Tagalog to me, it was just like... Oh, you know, you're one of like the fob Filipinos. I'm like the more Americanized mm. Filipino. Like, I don't speak Tagalog. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I found, come to realize, like when I did move to LA and there was just like nothing but Hispanics, I felt <laughs> kind of lonely. I was like, dude, where the hell are all the Filipinos? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it, it took a lot of like soul searching and it wasn't until like the past five years it was a little bit after college but it wasn't until like the past five years where i was like you know what like i am actually very proud to be filipino and i now want the entire world to know that i'm filipino and everything that i'm doing is for me but also for any other filipino who ever thought that they could do what they wanted to do or if other people thought they could do what i what i'm currently doing you know like whether it be like djing music podcasting making food festivals and whatnot like now i've really championed being filipino because like i've come to realize like how important that is for other people Mm. and so yeah it wasn't always like this um but it is now so you know (laughs) No, I got you, man. You know, honestly, I have, I would say I have a very similar experience or feeling about it. Uh, I'm proud to be Filipino, but I think the one thing that 
disheartens me is that there's that divide between the folks in the motherland and then the folk like Filipino Americans, right? And I didn't know about this until recently when I found out like I don't know how true this is, but Filipinos in the Philippines don't really like Joe Coy. You know, they they feel like they misrepresent him or like they oh he only represents Filipino Americans or that experience. So I'm like, damn. Because, you know, Filipino-Americans, we all about Joe Coy, but now it's, like, putting it in a different lens. But and, that's what's and, like. you, and you know what, bro? It's it's because, like, I want to say he... I mean, I, I've met the guy, and he's super cool, right? Like, by the end of the night, he was like, I love you, bro. Like, you're so dope. And I was like, thank you. Like, that actually means a lot to me. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I think from, like, a Filipino-American standpoint, he is like the perfect representation of like who we are right it's mm -hmm. like we know a little bit of tagalog we know enough to get by we can crack like low-hanging fruit filipino jokes and it works yeah um and it's funny for us it's super funny for us and like joe coy is probably the most relatable filipino american that like anybody can like um uh, relate to right whereas if you're somebody strictly from the philippines you might be looking at them and it's just like like i don't get these jokes like these must be just like filipino american jokes i mean even more so like joe coy is like i believe he's like half white or he's not full filipino mm -hmm. to my understanding right and at the end of the day it's just like well i think that despite the fact that he's only half filipino or that he might be championing everything from like a filipino american standpoint it doesn't make him any less filipino and i think that now that he has a platform to put filipinos on the map whether it be for comedy or acting or anything of that sort like we should champion that guy because now he's literally opened up the doors for other filipino americans to do the things that he's doing matter of fact there are so many Filipino comedians now that I see on like TikTok or like Instagram reels. And I'm just like, like, I'm so glad you guys exist. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted this my whole life, but like now it's only happening. And I'm not saying it's solely because of Joe Coy, but I am saying that he is like the first mm -hmm. and after him came so many more other people like random ridge for example and it's like now that these gates are open can we just appreciate the fact that they're open for all of us to just go wide through to like that's all i'm asking for right like mm -hmm. there shouldn't be any there shouldn't be any divide between like filipinos and filipino americans and by filipinos i mean people from the motherland but where I will side on people from the Philippines is that if you are Filipino American or Filipino Australian or Filipino British or Filipino whatever, like take some time and go home. Mm. I know it costs like 1600 <laughs> US dollars to get there. I totally get that, right? I'm not dismissing that. But if you have the opportunity to go home, go home learn not only about like the motherland and how we came to be but learn about where your specific family is from and what they had to do to get to where they are now and i promise you you will get a better understanding of what the philippines experience is i got you um have you seen that new show or new movie joyride or not yet um night is that the one with kevin hart Nah, Joyride is the one with the, uh, it's like the four Asian girls, they, they, they go to China and they're like looking. Oh, no, know, no, I, I want to watch that. I want to watch that. I don't know if I should bring this up then. Like, it's not a like, spoiler. No, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> there was something in it that really resonated with me, right? Um, sure. So the situation is one of the characters is trying to impress a businessman in China. And the, the guy in China is like, yo, the only way you're going to impress me is if you can prove to me that you know your family here in china mm. <laughs> and i was like damn because if i think about it like if i go to the philippines and someone's going to ask me that question like yeah i know my cousins but we're not super close uh, like you know I, I know my aunties and uncles but we're not super close so it, it really made me think about it like damn do i know my family out there or like how connected are we am i putting enough effort to to keep that relationship you know good and in a good standing um yeah, but yeah. and, and know. you know 
honestly 34 it comes back to like um i mean are, are your grandparents around still nah um and I, I lost all four probably at a young age which is oh my god sorry uh, to hear yeah, that it's all good but this is why this platform was created too because i wish i got to talk to them i wish i heard who they were in the uh back in the day but yeah yeah i mean you know if if you have the opportunity to ask your uh parents about like you know how your grandparents like you know what their lives were like right i highly suggest that for you and for like anybody listening to this podcast right so mm-hmm. on my um wrist for everybody viewing i have uh i have 1972 on my wrist mm-hmm. so 1972 is actually the year that my grandfather migrated from the philippines to the to san francisco specifically and so you know my grandpa's still around but i asked my mom about this and my mom was my mom was young at the time like around five or maybe even like less but she said that my grandpa moved here with like 13 us dollars in his pocket and he had to work as like whatever he could find right janitor did it and mind you my grandpa had like a military background so it was kind of like you go from like military to like janitor and then you know he was able to like acquire a house um to and then move my grandma and my mom over here and then he was able to acquire a car which allowed him to work more car got broken into and stolen but my grandpa kept his head up and he was able to you know continue and eventually ship a lot of my family members from the philippines to the united states through his work and so you know when my mom told me that story i was like what year did he move here and she's like 1972 i'm like perfect i i literally need that to remind myself that you know um my grandfather is a hard worker and whatever your goals are whatever your dreams are like you can accomplish as long as you just stick to it and so yeah for sure man that's that's a dope dope tattoo for that uh you know it makes me it does make me think about like it blows my mind to think that's me if i was gonna move to another country and just try to start like settle down um like could i do that like is that something that's viable and it doesn't feel like it is but our you know our our family the history of you know being immigration that's what they did and they had this dream of like going somewhere new and you know exploring and doing all these new things um so i had honestly any immigrant families out there mad respect to to your your ancestors for doing that um yeah because i don't think in today's world a lot of people are open to that i'm not sure honestly Um, you know a a lot of people a lot of people aren't at least um amongst like my circle i can't speak for everybody right but if i can at least go to like my immediate circles right like my some of my closest friends they they love being back home in the bay area and i can never knock them for that right like i love them to death um and then i have like a group of friends who basically just want to stay there Mm -hmm. not really go anywhere and then i have a group of friends who want to travel the world and do this and do that and they're okay with like having kids at like mid-30s they're okay with getting married like a little bit later they're okay with doing the quote-unquote abnormal things Mm -hmm. i think what's so funny is that like i'll take my grandfather's um story for example i think at one point it seemed very abnormal for someone to want to go halfway across the world and start a new life with the idea that i'm gonna ship everybody over here or as many of y'all as i can over there so we can start new lives i'm pretty sure my great grandmother or my great grandparents looked at him like you're freaking crazy yeah (laughs) you know so and so what happens now is that now that you know me being first generation filipino american um i think a lot of first generation filipino americans or even second generation filipino americans are scared because this is what the goal was supposed to be like we were supposed to be here but who says that we're supposed to be here forever yeah right like what if we wanted to go to thailand what if we wanted to do the same thing but move back to the philippines what if we wanted to move to like mexico or japan or anything like that like we shouldn't be scared to want to do these things but we're in a weird situation to where like if our parents instilled like 
this is the ultimate goal to be in the United States. It's like, well, maybe for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but why should I be scared or why should I think that the world is as small as making it in the United States? Like mm. the world is that much more massive that we can make it anywhere nowadays. So and with the power of the Internet, it's not that far off from doing literally anything you want to do. So. Sure. No, I actually didn't think about that, but you're right. I think a part of me does think about how am I going against my my grandma? It was my grandma that moved here first. Am I going against her wishes by not wanting to stay here? <laughs> um, like, I don't want to disrespect all that struggle and all the all the work that she had to do just to bring people in. Um, so, yeah, I do think about that now, now yeah. that you mention it. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think the best way to look at it, bro, is like, our our grandparents and our parents and our ancestors and everything um think about think about how the philippines is rooted right like we are basically spaniard right yeah we are we we really are we're basically spaniard but we had people there fighting to keep us alive and fighting to keep us from getting overtaken why for liberation so it is rooted in our culture that we constantly fight for liberation. Interesting. So yeah. why is it that when our families fight for our liberation, our families fight to get us to the United States, why is it that we succumb to not like the Spaniards or anybody else telling us like, oh, you can't do this because da da da, but more so we just get more in our heads about like, oh, well, I can't do this because I'm scared. Yeah. I can't do this because I don't have da da da. Like you no, you literally can. Like you literally can. <laughs> I'm telling you you literally can. It's like we get so scared and we we end up like slaving ourselves at that point, you know? Mm -hmm. Our parents and our grandparents fought so hard for liberation just for us to enslave ourselves. Like that makes zero sense, bro. Zero sense. You're right. That is another way of looking at it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you said we are a people of liberation, right? Uh, it's interesting because I had another guest come on and they talked about Filipinos being people of expression. So now I think I'm taking no taking notes down. So I got liberation and expression because they both fit in my mind. And uh, yeah. maybe I'll get this like fuller idea of Filipinos. And I don't know. I haven't talked to too many people of Filipinos from the motherland. But if you have anything to add, that'd be that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> but that is crazy. That is crazy. Um, all right, man. Let's move on to the second warm up. We got two more to go before we, okay. we move on. But uh, the second one is. How would you like to be honored? Uh, let me break that down a little bit. If I were to do something in your honor, a way to express the energy you possess, what what sort of act could I do? Hmm. Well, on a monetary note, everyone could book the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Oh my god! No, 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 no. Honestly, I'm I'm a very simple person, bro. Like, mm -hmm. I take every opportunity. Um, in a very like grateful perspective so literally just this conversation right now the fact that you reached out and you wanted to interview me like that's honoring me like in so many different ways because you know I, I was in a position where like I was always interviewing people and I had the honor of doing that for them and so I don't know a couple years later maybe like six years later after being in LA like being in these opportunities where I'm the person who's getting interviewed, like it is such a huge honor to me, bro. For like, sure. like I literally have nothing else that I could really ask for other than like, wow, like 34 or anybody is actually interested in talking with me. Like it's super cool to me. And that's why I take my time to make sure these things happen. And I literally block off the next hour just to make sure like we have the best conversation, bro. So you know, I, I, as a people's person, I just like to have the honor of talking to everybody who um, wants to talk to me, right? Like, I'll tell Jackie all the time, like, this, this year has been very changing, or has been very uh, different in the sense of, I've never gotten like this much attention before. Mm. Uh, and it's kind of weird to me, bro. Like, you know, I'm in LA, there's like celebrities everywhere. Yeah. And so I've always been on that side of just like, 
oh my god like can i get a photo with you da 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 like and in no way and i'm am i like holding myself to that type of like um stature right mm-hmm. but it's in a sense of where like i could do like a dodgers filipino heritage night and so many people want to take photos and like i literally i take my time to take a photo with everyone and i take my time to get to know everybody's names even though i might not remember everybody's names at the end of the day like i literally ask everybody like i'm sorry like what was your name again because let me do the honor of recognizing you because you recognized me and Mm. that's super cool to me so you know that's what's up you do the yeah man yeah um well now we know and i hope other folks who who want to (laughs) you know do the same have give you that chance or opportunity to just get to know each other right um, but I feel you. I feel you definitely being on on the other end of it. Uh, I do appreciate anybody out there who's like, hey, why don't you come on my show or like, let's talk. And I'm just like, damn, y'all want to talk to me or like, y'all want to hear what I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it, man. Um, do you feel like you're comfortable like going up to a celebrity and be like, yo, man, just wanted to because I never feel comfortable. I'm always like, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to feel like I'm doing too much. But yeah, yeah, you feel like you're yeah, comfortable. Yeah, you know what? It, it was funny because when I first moved to L.A., I definitely did not feel comfortable. I, I always felt like, oh, I, I got to get this photo. I got to do this. I got to do that. But like now it's it, it's just so normal, bro. And it's like, mm. you know, I think what's cool is that um, when you work very hard at what you do and um you're able to you feel confident in what you do and you become your own person you start to know like who you are through what you do um and once you become confident in what you do you start to realize that everybody else is literally doing the same thing Mm. you know what i mean like you could be a podcaster you could be a nurse you could be a doctor you could be somebody working at like a taco bell for Mm. example and like you come to realize like everybody here for the most part is like a master at like what they do so you know i treat everybody with that same respect obviously if like if i mean j cole's my favorite rapper right so I hear it's you like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've met him already so i already feel like cool like after that i don't really have to geek out over seeing anybody <laughs> anymore <laughs> i feel you i feel you but you know, like outside of that, it's like I treat everybody with the exact same amount of respect, the same amount of love, because you might think you might know your favorite celebrity, but you know them just as much as you know your neighbor who you've never talked to and you've lived next to for the past 20 years of your life. Yeah. And so you got to treat both of those people with the exact same amount of respect. For sure. For sure. I would uh, I would totally geek out if it was J. Cole and I, I could approach him. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, since you got kind of got used to it, is it just a simple like, "Hey, what's going on?" Just want to say what's up, or is it like for me? I'm always like, "All right, I don't want to bother you, but just want to want to say hi." Mm-hmm. Maybe I get a handshake, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a uh, funny story about J Cole. So when I met him, and the reason why you know I take some time to like learn everybody's names is because when I met J Cole, he was like, you know, it was at like um, one of the concerts we were throwing at our radio. Um, it was like a radio festival that we were doing a couple of years back. And so my boss directly knew him and he knew that I love J. Cole. So then he introduced us Damn. and then, you know, he was like, he was like, what's up? My name is Jermaine. What's your name? Like, Nico. <laughs> and so at that moment, I was just like, well, if my favorite rapper in the freaking world can introduce himself to me on a first name basis, like not even J. Cole, it, he said Jermaine. I'm like, I can do that for other people, right? Mm. And so I guess, I mean, that was a sidebar, but to answer your question, 34, um, you know, when I meet somebody who I just want to shake hands with or anything, I'm just like, hey, like, and I repeat their name. Like I met Adam Sandler the other day, right? Mm. And I was like, Adam, my name is Nico. He's like, Nico, nice to meet you. I was like, I just want to say you're dope. Let's take a quick flick. He was like, sure, buddy, I got you. All right, bro. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you and all the work that you've done. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just, you know, quick, super quick. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to take up too much of their time, right? Like, exactly. uh, (laughs) In my mind, I'll get into like interviewing mode and I'll be like, hey, so what was your favorite film that you did or some shit like that? (laughs) Exactly, bro. But, you know, the reason why I don't get into those questions too is because, like, um, these are questions that 
they've probably been asked their entire lives right and so like it's funny when people ask me um you know things about like djing or things about like music or whatever Mm -hmm. and then in my mind i'm just like you know this is cool and all but like I like shit that's not music. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like other shit, bro. <laughs> no, I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, you know, that's why I like for for the questions I have for you, uh, I hope they're they're not run of the mill questions and, and you feel oh, like no, they're no, no, different. no, no. These are great. These are great. I'm I'm loving these questions, bro. I'm loving these. Right on, man. Well, on that note, let's move on to this last question of the warm up, which is uh on a scale from one to ten, how well do you know yourself? 10 mm. 10 i i definitely uh know myself like a hundred percent um y- you know i i think it took a lot for me to like move from the bay area to los angeles and at that point that was back in 2014 i probably thought i knew myself a hundred percent right i probably knew like half of me um but it was until i went out of my comfort zone started having conversations with myself and like living by myself that I really got to know me and especially now like I'll, I'll keep it at this type of level right uh, like most people like to drink mm-hmm. and I've come to realize like if I want to wake up tomorrow morning and be productive at like seven o'clock in the freaking morning and get to it right away I don't want to feel like crap. So I know I'm not going to want to drink anymore. Mm. And so I know myself to that extent too, to where it's like I have been able to put boundaries on myself and discipline myself enough to know like what is more important to me. Right. I think that, I think that all these distractions, whether it be like alcohol, I mean, I still drink a little bit, right. Mm -hmm. But whether it be like alcohol or just like simply going out, like, it was head in the clouds festival yesterday over here in LA and there was a K-pop group that I really wanted to see but I had just went the day before with my girl and our friends we were already drinking we were already out the whole day and I told myself I'm tired I have a lot of work that I want to do and I think me and my girl just need like a couple hours like to ourselves without anybody or anything around yeah, yeah. And I knew that I needed that more than going to the festival again. Gotcha. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's just knowing yourself on like those simplest, on the simple things, right? Like, yeah, you can talk about like the music that you like or like your favorite anime that you like or whatever, but like truly knowing yourself comes down to the decisions that you make on a daily basis and why you make these decisions. So. Yeah, interesting. I'd, I'd say I know myself on a ten out of ten, my friend. And got, who knows? I think you asked me this a couple years from now. I might look back and be like, at that point, I probably knew myself at like a seven. Now I know myself as a ten. So yeah. you know, it's just, it's ever changing. It's ever changing. No, it is for sure. Um, you know, for me, my default answer to any folks that need clarity, I'm like. You know, at my best moments, I feel like I'm a 10. At my worst moments, I feel like I'm a 1. Uh, and that changes through your life, right? Like, that, it's not always always good. It's not always bad. So it fluctuates for me, personally. Um, but for you, since, you know, you're at a 10, let me ask you, when's the last time you surprised yourself? When you're like, oh, shit, that's me? I didn't know I could do that. Well, yeah. yeah, you know, it, it actually happened um, the other day. Um, so as a dj right like you're always looking for that that moment that makes you like ugh, that moment that makes you like either a little bit of nervous but also a little like excited mm-hmm. and for me um i haven't gotten that in a while and so i'm not that i'm constantly searching for that feeling but when that feeling happens i know it i know i'm in the right place in the right time but it goes back to me also being surprised like wow like this is like what i was looking for without even knowing right so um to tie in the conversation that we had in the beginning like uh me and my boy johnny we were working on this song come through for like the past three months and so we just got the master delivered to us the day before i was gonna dj filipino heritage night at dodger stadium 
And so every time they have me DJ, they give me about like five or seven minutes to be on like the Jumbotron and everybody mm. in the stadium gets to like see me and hear me DJ. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna take an opportunity just to play this song of mine that's like unreleased. And literally like as my girlfriend, Jackie Ramirez, she was um, introducing me, I felt all the jitters just hit, bro. Like I was <laughs> like, I knew I was gonna do this, I didn't think I would feel this way. Mm. Like this this jolt of like excitement and nervousness, it caught me off guard. To to answer your question, it surprised me because I was like, I didn't think this would happen. You didn't think you would get but nervous, or I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think I would get nervous. I didn't think I'd be like this mixture of like nervous and excited and surprised. Gotcha. And I was like, oh yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. Mm -hmm. And mind you, I've I've DJed everywhere, bro. I've DJed everywhere between like the philippines to coachella to other festivals to what have you and this i was like i'm actually nervous right now to play <laughs> my song at a spot where i dj very regularly this is weird mm. yeah. but it just meant that i was at the right place and it meant to you to to share that right share the song and how people are going to react the great unknown of like okay i'm going to share my art how, how are people going to feel about it it is i mean I, I my first one of my first dreams was to be a rapper and anytime people would ask me like hey can you flow for, like can you do a freestyle right now <laughs> oh man that'd be like the worst for me because uh, <laughs> i yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm more of a writer than i am a freestyler so it would suck for me to be like you know am i just going to do something i remembered or you know but it never sat right with me but i feel you when it, when it comes yeah, to, yeah. to sharing your stuff that I think that feeling will always come up. So, you know, as you continue to make maybe new music, uh, if you're looking for that feeling, that's all I think that's all you got to do. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, it, it's always the it's always that gut feeling. Everyone listening, everyone, period, has experienced that feeling at least once in their life. Right. I think the only difference is that, um, you know, me amongst other people, like we look for that feeling a lot. We find the things that make us want to feel that again mm. and i've i've always been a person of feeling like and i've always just pursued that um even when i feel like i'm not actively pursuing it i know that like like i'm looking for it and it's gonna hit when it's gonna hit so you know just trust that i've trusted that whatever i'm doing is leading me to that anyway so mm. and whenever i've gotten to those feelings it's never like led me astray it's never been bad so just got to keep following that. No, I hear you, man. It's it's that saying, you know, you do something that scares you every day. Um, and like, yeah, that, that's the feeling I get for from this podcast. Anytime <laughs> I'm like when I'm waiting for you to come on, I'm just like, I take a deep breath and, <laughs> and just remember yeah, that yeah. I've been doing this for a while. Uh, and I, there's nothing to be, you know, nervous about. But I got you. All right, man. We made it to we finished the warm up questions and let's move on to the icebreaker. So. In the icebreaker, uh, let me ask you, you want to do a this or that or a word association? Ooh, uh, let's do a this or that. All right, for sure. Um, so you're going to have 34 seconds to do as many as you can. Not really too much pressure on that. Uh, just know that after the 34 seconds are done, I'm going to press on a couple of your answers. All right. Okay, for sure. For sure. <laughs> all right, here we go, man. In three, two, one, vacation or staycation? Staycation. Regret or doubt? Uh, regret. Mind or uh, mind or heart? Sorry, doubt, 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 doubt. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, mind. Uh, books or movies? Movies. Underestimated or overestimated? Underestimated all day. Time machine or magic wand? Time machine. Sort by price or by rating? Ooh, price. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sort by price all the time. I got you, man. <laughs> let me let me answer that before you even ask the ask me that. Go for it. This why, is why, why, this why you sort by price. <laughs> tell me, tell me you why. Sort by price because some if it's an electronic and it's priced high, that means it is probably good. Because if it's rated low, that means nobody wanted to pay the top dollar just to get the best thing. Now you can have a very low, you can have like something of low quality that a lot of people like because it just quote unquote got the job done, 
But if you're paying <laughs> something high price, it's never going away. Like it's just not going away. I got you. I got you. If not, may- would you rather pay fifty dollar Korean barbecue or ten dollar Korean barbecue? <laughs> I'm not paying for no ten dollar Korean barbecue, bro. I'm not trying to sit on the toilet for an hour, dog. No. <laughs> got you. No, bro. It makes sense, man. It makes sense. Yes. Uh, what's the best value you feel like you got in that? Like that that just hit that medium of like, okay, I wasn't expecting this to be like so good. <laughs> if if there was like the last thing that you remember. Oh my god. Oh uh, damn, the last thing where I got like some really good value, huh? <laughs> I mean, shit. if there hasn't been one, it's fine. But uh, I got you. No, no, no. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I was in the Philippines um this past January, and I was DJing in Cebu. Um, my hotel to kind of picture it. I was in a plaza. My hotel's in the plaza, and then literally a couple steps away from my hotel was the club. Mm. Now a couple steps away from the club was a shoe store. And so I said, I turned to the guy who hired me. I said, hey, bro, like, are those shoes like legit? And he's like, hey, bro, I mean, we're over here in the Phil and he's from the and he stays there. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you know, just do your thing, bro. I'm rocking them right now. I'm like, all right. Bet. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. So I walk in and bro, they literally had everything. They had every single Holy Grail. Like, so I'll tell you this. I walked out with a pair of travis scott cactus jack dunks and some bro and some off-white fives guess how much i paid for those i'm gonna say uh 50 bucks 50 us dollars you literally hit right on the head bro for sure i spent i spent 50 us dollars to get both of those joints and so i turned to my boy i was like hey bro like why are they so cheap because they look legit. I mean, I don't care if they're legit or not. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know what they are, bro? They're factory rejects. So they're made in the same factory as all the other ones. It's just that there's like something, there's a small detail about them that like, you know, they didn't like. So they're like, you know, they ship it to the Philippines or whatever. I'm like, good. Because <laughs> next, bro, next time I'm here, I'm bringing an empty suitcase just for mother, just for these, bro. Best about, and literally whenever I wear them, everyone's like, hey, bro. Those kicks are hard as hell. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Got them for 20 bucks, bro. <laughs> I feel it, man. I have shopped in the Philippines, so I think that's why I was able to guess that num- number. But uh, yeah, I-, I like that new wave. I don't know if you noticed. I feel like that's a- this wave of like, oh, you don't got to pay the high prices. Just get the bootleg and nobody cares. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't care. I'm not a shoe head like that, so I really don't care. So yeah. and the- if a shoe head came up to me, I was like, Oh, you got some fakes on. Cool, bro. I have no, I have I literally have nothing to do with your life and vice versa. Like, I like my shoes that I got for $25. For sure. And I'm wearing them. They're not just sitting in the freaking uh, you know what I mean? In They're the not just sitting case. in the closet. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm cool, bro. Shoes are meant to be worn. I'm not tripping. I feel you, man. I feel you. My, my homies, too, they, they have this website, and I, I don't remember off the top of my head, like funky letters, but they do got the list of like all the Adidas, all the um, all the new Nike stuff, and I was thinking to myself, should I cop it? He copped the Cactus Jack Dunks, too, off there, yeah, yeah. and like he, uh, he's been rocking them. Nobody nobody notices. Nobody's going to come up to you and be like, those are fake. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly, bro, and half the time I'm out, I'm in the dark. <laughs> exactly. So, like, bro, like, <laughs> If you really come up to me and you're talking about you got fake shoes, first of all, it's dark as hell. You must be really looking at my shoes to identify if these are real or not. Like, do something else with your life, bro. (laughs) I'm not tripping if these are fake. Hey, master passion. You know, they're passionate about this, dude. (laughs) Hey, man, look. (laughs) To each his own. To each his own. Um, One of my stories with uh, fake shoes back in 2007 um i was buying i was getting into ebay and you know buying all these fake jerseys and stuff but i wanted to get some air forces so i picked up some air forces for like 20 bucks on ebay and i just remember i showed my friends and my friends like yo let me get that too that's a great deal so like we all got these fake forces on and then we're like playing football in the yard or whatever shoes like literally fall apart like (laughs) the midsole comes off the top base and we're just like (laughs) Everyone's, oh my god! Like, I mean, shoes. 
I mean, look, bro, I wouldn't recommend, you know, playing football in fake shoes. I think you got to get some real deal cleats, bro. Like, I learned. I learned that day. <laughs> I was like, uh, but yeah, so that's my that's story funny. with fake shoes. Uh, oh, one more thing before we uh, move on. But you seem to have some issue with regret or doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I literally doubted myself with that one. Um, and you know, and you know why? Because um, I had to think about it for really quickly and we only had like 36 seconds to answer everything but i got you i could doubt myself um i know i can doubt myself before i want to like regret like a decision that i make because like if i doubt myself that just means i'm questioning something mm. and it's mainly because i don't have the direct answer to it and i don't and i am seeking the direct answer like i can go into i can go into a like a club feeling doubtful that it's gonna be a that it's going to be a uh good night but i will regret it if i don't do the best that i can you know what i mean and i'd rather go in there with a little bit of doubt and just knowing that i do the best that i can rather than like i regret doing this spot and knowing that i didn't even do well mm. you know like so i always go in i always go in knowing that i'm gonna do my best so that i don't have any regrets afterwards i feel you man yeah but, um just a heads up man we got about uh 15 20 minutes left in the this interview yeah. um, sorry i talk a lot no no it's good man <laughs> I, I tell my guests all the time that that's a good sign right like we're not getting to the spots that means we're just having a good conversation so yeah it's not a big deal for me uh but i do want you to experience the wheel one time so let's yeah. let's move on to the wheel dog wheel of fate uh i'm gonna give the wheel a spin and whichever number it lands on uh that's how the conversation will flow let me see if i get this wheel back on though it's been tripping out on me sometimes like this but it's all good Back with it there we go. All right. So uh, just a heads up. If this question is too deep, too personal, you want to skip, feel free to say pass. Um, but your first number is 12. Okay. <laughs> and then this one is you feel comfortable opening up. But mm -hmm. when was the last time you cried? And why? Hmm. That's that's easy. The last time I cried was uh, it was last week. Mm. It was last week. Um, I was just telling uh, my girlfriend, Jackie, that... Um, no, I've, I've been busting my ass ever since I moved to LA yeah. and um, it took a lot of trial and error and a lot of things that um, I wouldn't say didn't work out, but things that I have um, eventually like let go of and those things eventually evolved into like what I'm doing now. Right. So to put it into perspective, when I came here, I was just a college student trying to figure out like what I wanted to do with my life in a broadcast journalism communications field like i literally had zero clue what i wanted to do mm -hmm. you fast forward to now that person has become a radio host a radio dj a dj for the dodgers a dj for festivals i'm putting together raves right now i have a podcast mexipino podcast with my girlfriend jackie um, I we do a Mexipino food fest that is booming right now. Um, I DJ literally anywhere and everywhere that I can. Um, and now the one thing that and this goes back to the regret question was that I thought so much to myself, like, what would I regret not doing if I grow up and I just never got a chance to do this? And it always turned back to creating music, right? Mm. And so now you see myself in the past three months just like going at it, learning different tricks and learning how to produce and working with the right people. And I, I cried um, last week because I've never felt so close to getting everything that i want like if you ever see that meme where it's like someone's digging and digging and digging and they there's one person who goes back but one person keeps digging and there's like a diamond at the end of that tunnel 
mm-hmm. I feel like that that diamond is literally on the other side as long as I just keep hacking at it. I just got to keep hacking at it. And I've never felt so close yeah. to it before. Um, and I cried because, you know, I, I told her, I was like, well, what if it like doesn't work out? What if I just keep on digging and there's no diamond, basically? And she told me, she's like, you've been working so hard for the past, like, nine, ten years. Like, why wouldn't there be one? If this is what you feel and you've been following that feeling for the past nine, ten years, like, why wouldn't there be one right there? And, um, you know, it, it was a very vulnerable moment for me. Um, but, you know, I'm just thankful that she was able to, like, help me come to my to realization and understand that, like, yeah, I have been working hard and everything that I've done, especially over the past couple of years, has just worked and everything is sort is now coming together. And so why is it now that I think I have the glue to it, to it all? why do i feel like a sense of doubt is it because of like unpreparedness no it's because i feel like if i keep on hacking at it that the diamond won't be there but i shouldn't be scared anymore Mm. i could doubt that the diamond is there but i'll regret it if i turn back Mm. i hear you you get what i'm saying i'll regret it if i turn back so i'd rather doubt that the diamond's there but then just have this little hunch that I just got to keep on going at it. And, you know, I feel like it's there. So, yeah, yeah for sure. That, yeah. I mean, that was like the gist of the conversation. No, but, no, I got you. Know. you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. No, man, I appreciate you opening up about it. Uh, I have two thoughts about it. The first one, let's see if I could remember. Um, so I have a similar feeling sometimes of like, I've, I've been the dreamer my whole life. I've been the person that has all these ideas and want to do all these things. And uh, it's been first it was first it was rapping. Next it was like this clothing brand. And now it's this podcast uh, for me, especially like just thinking about what success means to me. And, you know, where do I want these projects to go and become um, like there's that saying of like, you know, uh, maybe the diamond is the whole process, or the whole journey right like i don't know if that scares me or not like am i supposed to be okay with not building this into something that i want to see it become and just be happy with like man i just grinded all these years that i just grinded and you know i do find the, the what's special in that i do find the joy in that it's just as a person who's like trying to frame it in in the right way in my mind like i don't know if i should be focused on that angle that so far or just really just appreciate what i'm doing right now um, how do you feel about yeah. that i mean you know i think um i let me let me formulate this in the best way possible i got you yeah, yeah. i think that when you're in a position where you wanted to do what you're currently doing right you probably saw like a podcast or you got inspired by something and you're like man i wish i could just get a microphone start talking to people and just have conversations right like at one point you were like that yeah yeah for sure currently currently you're at that point right i think the issue is that like it goes back to that that feeling that feeling of like excitement and whatnot it's like well, I remember the first time I did this podcast. I remember the first time I did this, the first time I did that. I felt all this excitement. Like, how come it just, like, went away? Mm. And the thing is, is that, like, these are the moments that you were fighting so hard for. And so there's two things that you can do, and I will advise not only for you, but for anyone to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, one, realize that you are living the dream or the success that you so hope to achieve and b if you feel like you want more you always have to plan for more bro you always have to look forward to like what's next right so like if you're not there bro there were days where i did like four interviews in one day bro and that is when i felt like i love this this is like one of my best days ever Mm mm-hmm right yeah, and then yeah the next and then the following week it's like zero interviews and i'm just like Ugh, like this sucks 
but you're always going to go through those, you know, those trials and tribulations, man. It's just a matter of like how much more time and effort are you willing to put into yourself and how much more, um, quote unquote success are you trying to see? Mm -hmm. You know, if it's, if, um, it's like, I want to have more guests on my podcast, well, you better focus on how to get more guests on your podcast. If it's like, how do I monetize my podcast? It's okay, cool. Like, can I bring some sponsorships in? Mm -hmm. If it's how do I do a live podcast? Well, go ahead, figure out how you can do a live podcast. I'm sure there's several different spots around you that would allow you to do that. And then after you do a live podcast, it's like, cool, I got 10 people to show up. How, how can I get 50 people to show up next time? How can I get a hundred people to show up next time? Mm -hmm. And it's always little goals like that, bro, that like keep the journey fun and easy for you to not blow your brains over. I got because you. if you're over here talking about like, well, I want to have a hundred thousand listeners every month on my podcast. It's like, get to 10 first yeah 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 get to 10 then get to 50 then get to 100 then get to 200 then get to five. like set little goals for yourself like that every single day and if those are the things that continue to make you happy by all means keep hacking at it i got you man now that's definitely yeah. something i need to work on as far as setting realistic goals uh yeah. you know one of the downfalls of being a dreamer is like you want things to happen so quickly so fast and uh i had to learn the hard way of like nah you gotta fall in love with the process before you know you can get everything that you're thinking of um, oh, yeah bro i mean it's 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 just the law of attraction man i actually had a talk with my boy uh johnny maxwell about this it's just you know you can um you can try to get like that that quick look of fame for 15 seconds and it's you're gonna feel like you're on top of the world but coming from someone who like knows what it takes to go viral on the internet it's like it's like that shit fades so quick <laughs> that feeling fades so quick and it's satisfying but also dissatisfying when it leaves so what you got to do is you just got to constantly set all those small goals and you'll constantly just feel like little bits of like, I'm happy. I'm cool. I'm content with doing this. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that everybody gets to see it and I'm happy it's put out to the world. Once you get in that spot where like you've let go of your ego and you've decided like, I'm just going to put my best foot forward and let the world consume it and that's it like you will be in a space where nothing else matters to you other than creation and once you do that like bro there note to self let go of ego i, I see it right behind you right now that's yeah, yeah, all yeah, you yeah. gotta do yeah. let go of your ego for sure man and now that that honestly you just gave me a huge affirmation um because in, in my thought process that's how I, I feel about just doing this in general it's just as long as i'm talking to folks maybe once a week twice a week uh whatever it is i'm, I'm gonna be content i'm gonna be happy and I'll, like when you said uh you know put your best foot forward let the world consume it however they want to is like that's something i gotta keep in mind it's not i don't want to force this on anybody i don't want to tell people like hey listen to this person listen to this podcast it's just really like when you're in the mood of like you want to hear something from a stranger something different something new check it out but I, I really hope it's it's for you and your family and your descendants one day that like they can listen back and be like yo that was i can't believe i'm hearing them at this age and and all that stuff it's so that's that's yeah. what's special to me and what keeps me going but thank you for for affirming that for me of course bro, um, of course all right dog uh unfortunately we got to move on to this last portion to close out mm -hmm. a section of the podcast um so this next part is a uh, a little activity. <laughs> I'm going to need you to close your eyes if you feel comfortable, and I'm going to describe you the all scenario, right. all right? So imagine that you're climbing up a mountain. You're you're getting to the top of the mountain, and there's just stuff you want to get off your chest. I'm going to give you a prompt, and I'm going to want you to fill this out, uh, which is I am, I can, I will. So I am blank, I can blank, I will blank. You're on this mountain. You're about to yell, what would you yell out? Whenever you're ready, feel free to open your eyes. Let it rip. Can you repeat the prompt again? I am, I can, I, I will. 
I can get to the top of this mountain. And I will get to the other side because I'm thirsty as hell and I know there's some spring water. <laughs> I got you, man. <laughs> and now, if you ever forget, uh, now you have this little sound clip of yourself just remember reminding you who you are, what you can do, what you will do. Uh, thank you for, for participating. And, oh, thank uh, you, bro. I appreciate that. That's the first time I uh, ever got a prompt like that on a podcast, so I love it. <laughs> right on, man. All right. Last three questions for you. Mm-hmm. This one is actually from my previous guest. So shout out to Zenaida. Uh, Zenaida's question for you is, how do you try to boss yourself up? You know, how do you like to challenge yourself? I like to be around people that are better than me mm. at what I do. I like to be around better DJs. I like to be around better producers. I like to be around better music heads i like to be around people who have uh thrown festivals and just soak up their game figure out what they do and apply it to my own style of uh doing these things i i love being the least intelligent person in the room it's it's wrong when you're the most intelligent person in the room I feel you actually <laughs> yeah um but nah nah I, I got you that is i think great advice um you know something i don't think i've had the opportunity to do completely i'm, I'm a homebody i don't put myself out there as often as i should but nah, definitely at my, my day job i feel like i'm surrounded by people who've definitely been doing the work longer than i have and i'm just trying to pick things up and it's crazy because they they sometimes look at me like oh you know this stuff and i'm like i, I really don't i don't know anything <laughs> so, <laughs> it's great that i'm here <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my second to last question for you is what would you like to ask the next guest on 34 questions how do you define success how do you define and what makes a successful day to you what makes i'm writing this down a successful day to you I like that, by the way, that chain of questions. That's pretty cool, bro. That's very creative. I like that. It's a way to connect the guests, man. Like, and hopefully, you know, Zenaida listens to your answer to her question and, and so on and so forth. But yeah, that was something I tried to figure out how to connect people like that don't really know each other. right? Hey, that's, uh, that's super cool. As soon as you asked the first question, I was like, I get it. So I need to come up with a question right away. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up, man. Hey. Yeah, no, that was cool. That was cool. That was super cool. Um, So... And I like to answer this last one as well. Um, how do I find define success? I feel like it's so so personal, you know. It's like everyone is gonna answer this question differently. I think, you know, it's really just being content with with everything you have. I feel like if you you put if I put myself in a place where like I'm doubting myself or like really unsure of what I'm doing. I don't think that's being successful, you know, but for for me and why I feel like, you know, so far this is a success is that it it fills me up when I'm not at work and my, my day job fills me up, like fills my soul up. So it's like this continuing cycle of what's going to fill fill up my soul. Um, so doing the second part was what's a successful day to me is if I can go to my day job, do my thing there, come home and have this conversation with a stranger but also i think which is the hardest part for me is making time for my family making time for my girl making time for my homies and just trying to keep all those all the keep all of that balanced um and i think if i was going to think of what last time i felt successful is when i felt like all those cups were being filled and i and i feel like when i'm unsuccessful is when someone's <laughs> my girl or my home is like hey man like i haven't seen you in a month when are we gonna kick it or you know check yeah, in yeah. or talk and i'm like damn i'm not doing a great job of that um but yeah so success i think is personal i think it's just being content with what you got um and what makes a successful day is just doing those filling my, my soul filling my cups and making sure my relationships are balanced um but yeah appreciate that and we'll see who gets your your uh question next all right man my last question for you the question that ties everything together 100 200 300 years from now your descendants are watching this video what would you like to tell them 
I busted my ass, so then I hope y'all do the same damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. <laughs> they hear you. Not for, not for me, but for your families. Mm. For yourself mm. and for your families, and just honestly do what you love to do. No one, literally nobody can take that away from you. And as long as you stick true to that, you'll be all right. For sure, man. They hear you. I hear you. Um, any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here? I don't know if you want to plugs or you don't want people to know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Um, Nico, a.k.a. Blitz everywhere. That's N-I-C-O, a.k.a. Blitz, Instagram, TikTok, all that. Just Nico Blitz on Spotify and Apple Music come mid-July. Um, I think we're dropping the song. It's called Come Through, Nico Blitz featuring Johnny Maxwell and Catch 24. We are dropping... I want to say September fifteenth or September twenty second. So <laughs> one of one of those days. I'll just say mid September. Um, I got you. Yeah, look out for that. For sure, man. Uh, I want to thank you again, Nico, for coming through. I've like I don't, I didn't get to tell you how I found you, but it was uh, the Mexican Mexicano podcast. I think it was something that popped Sick. up in my algorithm, um, and I mean. I'm a Ramirez, I'm a Ramirez too, so I think I was like, oh shit, cool. Uh, oh, super dope. Okay, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, and I was like, let me just follow these folks, and then you know, I saw that first, and I saw that you were a DJ, and I see Jackie doing her thing too, uh, so I was like, yo, let me reach out, see what's good with these folks. Um, so yeah, thank you for for making time for this man. I want to thank all the folks out there uh, who's listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube. Thank you for your time as well. Uh, remember to reach out reach forward as always much love and uh, we'll catch you guys next time on 34 questions peace peace and then um it kind of fades out from there i, I roll my credits uh but yeah man i mean that that's pretty much the <laughs> the show for you um thank you again that's super dope bro <laughs> thank you thank you man um just, just working on it <laughs> no nah, that was super dope i, I really like this part